out there, welcome to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. We are sitting here on another beautiful spring day where we should be out doing a live feed on the water. Might be the first one. Uh, it should have been the first should one. We kind yeah. of, it's a bit breezy out there, though. I feel kind of denied a privilege. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, guess what? Jared. There's a lot of year left, Jared. There is, And then now we there have an is. excuse to get you back. We'll yeah, go out sure. those live feeds on the water. We'll catch yeah, that'll be great. bass, shad, I'm all for it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. We need to bring your super tanker down here. Yeah, bro. I can bring it down. We can put like a ton of people in. I just told Jordan I was going to add <laughs> two more rods to the bow so I can fish nine. Well, yeah. He's going into the commercial zone. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to the commercial. Going right to the harbor zone, yeah. the Willamette. They two say poles. three hooks per rod. That's 27 by my math. Dude. You're just, <laughs> you're just, you're just, you're just snagging him at that point, baby. <laughs> Paddle fishing. Yeah, Paddle, Paddle fishing. fishing. Well, everybody, on. if you didn't already notice the voice, we have Jared Higginbotham from Yakima Bates and here an awesome partner of ours. And uh, it's a party. Yeah. It's yeah. a party. As we always. We got some, a couple of beers and, and some dinner before we showed up here. Yeah. Showed up late. Cameron was waiting for us. And now we're here to talk all kinds of fishing. Yeah. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Yeah. How, how how was your day, Cameron? Fantastic. Because it was the last day of Columbia River Springer fishing. And I'm happy for I that. heard you hooked four in one pass. Rumor on the street. Yeah. No, we killed four in one pass. <laughs> we hooked a few more. <laughs> it was yeah, savage. That does not okay, surprise me. It was savage. Yeah. It was a good day. We, we It was a good day. We Yeah. But Half the time I look at your I boat, wish. I see like gone cat ting. And it's just because there's usually a net in front of the part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So the reason why I'm happy that Columbia season's over is because don't, don't, don't fall for it, folks. It was, a, it was a grinder of a year. Yeah. It was a tough season out there. I mean, there was a lot of fish, but. Some days they'd go, and then you'd have a really good day. You'd kill five, and you'd be thinking the next day you were going to do it again. And then, yep, back to two, back to reality. But springers are humblers. Yeah, they're a grind, bro. I mean, I'm, I fished the Lower River, dude, and I made a 22-mile run one day from Cath Lambent to Tongue Point. And, uh, dude, I marked so many because the tides, dude, it just looks right. Right, just like fall fish. I thought I gotta look right, and so I put the hammer down and got down there, and I marked fish everywhere, dude. Like, I mean, they were all over, but they would not chew. They would not, bro. Seven baits running perfect, dude. Spinning perfect, spinning perfect, looking perfect. Flash the whole deal. They just wouldn't chew, bro. But the ones we did catch, man, they'd have you know ten, twelve smelt and two candle fish in their belly. So they were full. Yeah. I mean, but I eat when I'm full, so I don't know what's wrong with spring. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't right. It ain't fair. I'm just like that's not cool. But that's Springer fishing. Yeah. That is Springer fishing. Yeah, They'll right? sit there and look at you and laugh and oh, and bro. Then, whatever. Some idle the afternoon hecklers. during the max ebb, they'll just snap like crazy. And yeah. But I guess that's why they're also the most sought-after fish in the Columbia River. Yeah, it's a challenge, bro. You know what I mean? And I think that the people that you go through it with on that daily that are willing to get out there at, you know, 6 a.m. and sit in the rain while we rig gear, and then, you know, the same people that are getting off the docks at 6 p.m. that are just happy to be there, bro. Yeah. That's what springers the, are. I mean, it's one, like an elk camp. The ones that are calling you like, oh, I want to go springer fishing. It's like, it's March 8th. Like, uh, I don't want to take you springer fishing. Sure? No, are you sure? no, let's just go give it. No, no, you don't understand. It's March 8th. Yeah. Like, yeah, you saw, like, three Facebook posts, like, last month. Cool. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go. Yeah, there were 6,000. <laughs> 429 rods and three fish caught. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to go. Do it. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But I think that's part of the fun, too. Like I said, man, when you get that, it, the difference that I find between fall fish and springers for sure is that um, fall fish, 
as soon as that fish hits the deck, people are like, get them back out. And Springer's everybody's like, yeah, woo. <laughs> and you high five for nine minutes and you take a photo and everybody's like, this is the awesomest thing ever. And you check baits and you put them back in oh so cautiously, right? To where your fall fish is just like, dump them. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 you're just meat fishing at that yeah, you're, point. Well, that's the difference. We're going for 100 pounds today, boys. So, but I think that's where it's, like I say, a reward for the whole boat. And that's the funnest part. You know, I mean, everybody's happy because everybody puts in the work, you know, especially my, like my little guy. I mean, he's deckhand for free 24 hours a day. And so he does all this work. And, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't caught one yet either, but he's seen a few caught and I know it irritates him, but he's still happy because he knows he was part of it. It's a team effort out there for sure. Well, yeah. I got my first and last on the last day. There yeah. you go. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, bro. So you can be well, happy. The best day of the season. Smarter. To, you're probably smart enough to wait. Plenty of yeah. steelhead and trout yeah. beforehand. Yes. Yeah. But now yeah. that that's over, yeah. there's a lot of other stuff to do. And that's why I, we brought Jared in. We enjoyed yeah. our, our winter. I think we can all say that. But I have not been quite this excited for summertime in quite a long time. And I did really no reason, but I think it's just for the love of trout fishing. For the love of trout fishing. For the love I of trout. I can't to get on a mountain. For the lake. love of trout. I like to catch them <laughs> by the docents. <laughs> I love trout fishing, man. It's, it's just fun. I mean, it's where everybody kind of started, right? And then the thing cool trout fishing is pretty much everybody in every state in the country and out of the country can relate. Yeah. I mean, they can't relate to like a spring Chinook or a winter steelhead or a summer steelhead. They don't know what an A run or a B run is, but they know what a rainbow is. Yeah. And it brings the environment of what trout fishing means and what it, what it involves and, and, that's part of, I think, what we really like about Chinook salmon fishing or, or steelhead fishing in certain aspects is what time of year you're out there, who you're around, what you're doing, what kind of craft you're in. And that's, I think, the biggest part of why I love the trout fishing is just where it takes you. You go with places that you're not used to going. You're usually adventuring. You're usually just kind of dinking around and looking for fish. You're not going to a spot. You know you're going to you have the best chance of getting them. It's more than the sense of adventure and camping and, and again, high mountain lakes and good weather and cool nights around the, the campfire and that just the essence of what trout fishing is you know as compared to yeah. most salmon and steelhead which is so so serious it's a, a better way to just not take it so serious and there's a lot less fun. pressure right yeah. a lot less pressure and uh, and you know the cool thing about trout fishing versus salmon steel fishing is like if all of us are going springer fishing tomorrow and say we're all fishing seven rods i can guarantee you that like five out of our seven rods are going to have a triangle flasher and a herring mm. But we can choose what method we want to really catch right. the trout in, right? Like, can we catch them on a rooster tail? Sure. Can you catch them on a super cut plug or a coconut cut plug? Sure. Can you yeah. catch them on a dodger with a hoochie? Sure. Can you catch Witching them on plugs? Chip? Sure. Power bait and a corky? Sure. Right? Like, <laughs> however you want to fish them, right? Like, there's not this yeah, dedicated yeah. method that you have to stick to this plan yeah. to get bit, you know? Well, that could be irritating. I, it's convenient, but it's irritating to me sometimes as even a fishing guide when you're, like, only getting them on one color bead. And you keep switching oh, your guys God, up so that like, this guy might catch a fish or this yeah. guy. But when you can go out and you have those days where you get them on the jig, you get them on the worm, you get them on the yeah on, you know, on a bead, you know, you get them on everything. Yeah. That's satisfying, in my opinion. You know, you get them on a spinner. It is, and that is the beauty of the trout fishing, where it's like, wow, we caught a couple. Let's switch it up. Yeah. I want to catch them a different way. Yeah, you know. Well, henceforth the dry fly too. I mean, you, yeah. you know, talk about like technique specific yeah. fisheries where people get real nerdy about that, and where they can catch them. You know, like you said, it's sure, dude. Rooster, but then the dry fly comes out, or then the rooster. I, yeah. yeah, and who doesn't yeah. want to catch? I mean, who doesn't want to fish? Watch a fish explode on a bait that you've got presented at the end of a line on a dry fly, right? Like, and watch it, it eat it, right? Like, mm -hmm. watch it eat it. You know what I mean? I mean, that side fishing thing is pretty cool. And so, whatever method you know tickles your fancy. Like I was telling Jordan on the way here, is like, you know, I mean, people ask me all the time what I do for a living. I'm like, I sell fun. Yeah, I sell fun, dude. I mean, I sell lures for every species of fish pretty much on the planet. And I sell fun to everybody. Everybody that buys my stuff, it's fun, right? Like, I'm not coming to your house trying to sell you a vacuum. It's like, you want to buy a fishing lure and go fishing. <laughs> it's fun, you know? And, yeah. and the trout fishing thing is fun. That's where a lot of it started. And, 
And, um, you know, it's still so rewarding, like, especially like when you're pulling plugs in a drift boat. We've done that a bunch of times this year, man. And uh, pulling plugs in a drift boat on light rods and watching that rod just smash the water, knowing in your mind, you know, you know it's a 12 to an 18 inch trout. <laughs> but like in your soul, you're like, oh, it's a giant. <laughs> you know, that's it hit uh, my plug. It hit my plug. It's a takedown, take right? It. And the plug takedown just gets your blood boiling. So, you know, whatever, whatever it is that makes you happy, that's the cool part about trout fishing. It just makes it fun. Yeah. And the pressure's off, right? Like it's just so, and so much more, less maintenance. And when we live on the West Coast, too, it is iconic to just be interested in trout, as it yeah. is in the world. But yeah. you know, and I think that's probably what I had the most fun, especially with like our coastal cutthroat that we have on the where, sure. where we live. It's just again going away from the boat ramps and and yeah. and the crowds and everything, and just going out with the dog and a backpack with some food and some gear and just having fun you know and and not taking it so serious not having to be a competition with yourself more so than just every angler out there you know what i mean i think that all of us are like i mean i know cam's intense i know you're intense when you're like fishing salmon because we see each other you know on the rivers all the time right and so um i think that's that time where you can like step away from being you know in the fishing industry necessarily right like whether Mm -hmm. you're a guide or a manufacturer or a factory representative or like YouTube, whatever, right? Like where you can just step away and you can fish. Like yeah. you were like you were seven years old on a bank with, you know, sitting on your butt in the dirt with ants crawling across you and, you know, eating a half a bag of Cheetos that have ants in it type thing. Right? You know <laughs> what I mean? But I Cheetos. But you know what I mean though, I think that's that's what it brings to me, right? That's where that joy it's, it's more of a joy thing that comes back. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. And actually, we're going to go out tomorrow, everybody. So be on the lookout for an upcoming YouTube video <laughs> where we're going to go out and we're going to try to pull the bucket list tomorrow. We're going to oh, yeah. do our best to try to catch a salmon trout and a steelhead in the same day. Yeah. And who knows if it's going to happen, but it's the time of year that there's pretty good odds. That's I love spring. And going, you know, <laughs> hinting back towards the trout fishing, this time of year is my favorite to go hit. And a lot of times I go to like private lakes yeah. or, or different areas. Sure. Just any reservoir that stocks fish and has holdover They're fish. Active, and they, a lot of these fish start going on the spawn in this time of year, everybody. And a lot of times you'll find them in those freshwater inlets in some of those areas that have that big, those big spawning flats. And going through and and spending the day out on the lake, throwing rooster tails and flies. And like we said, switching to power bait and jigs. And finding fish that you don't commonly, you know, a lot of yeah. us, we, when we go fishing, like you said, you expect to see that 12 to 18 inch fish. Um, but the opportunity that the spring offers to go out and catch broodstock and those really big yeah. brooder fish and basically any reservoir, lake, or, or yeah. pond that's around um, is a unique experience. And listening to the, to the blackbirds and the, and the metal larks and stuff out there, it's, it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, and they stock them for put and take, man. I mean, for the most part, and you can go to your, you know, WFW, ODFW, whatever websites, and you can find out where they put these trout and when they're putting and how many they planted and so on and so forth, right? Like, I mean, so, you know, it's it's an opportunity that they want you to take advantage of. And I think that the more people that take advantage of it, especially, you know, in the Northwest, the more voices we're going to have, the more they see these people going out and fishing, right? And so the more they're going to want to do that type of stuff, right? Like it's got to, we got to start revolving, having a revolving door of good at some point, right? Like in these fisheries and the trout one's a great one to take advantage of because it's a start yeah. for a lot of people to get out, you know, what I mean? and it's as simple as, I mean, looking in online and, and, you know, you guys have addicted videos have a, or addicted fishing has so many videos out there to teach you how to trout fish, right? Like if you're like, oh, I didn't know what to do. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's lazy yeah, crap. Yeah, you have a phone, right? Like there's, they've got, you know, what thousand, 2000 videos, right? Like, and probably yeah. at least 200 of them dedicated to trout fishing. So it's like, there's information out there, not just from them, from everybody else. So it's like, take your kids or take your uncle, or take your grandma or take your cousin or take your whoever and go fish. Take it's simple. Your sunny day. Go fish, go eat go some out. fish. It's fun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're there for you to take and they're there for you to enjoy. And, 
and it does spread the love and it kind of it does encourage that message that especially here at addictive that we try to push all the way yeah. through every species of yeah. support is power you know what i mean and, yeah. and, a, and a community is yeah. power and making sure that there's because one day they can just say oh there's not enough people fishing for these fish yeah. or these stalker trout yeah. unfortunately i mean it's quite realistically that's not necessarily the case probably more people fishing these trout stocks than just sure. about anything else these days but those people are going to grow up to support the industry and support yeah. any form of fishing and any f sort of movement to do the right thing for the, the outdoors and for the fisheries you know and it just it just encourages a healthy environment for people to go enjoy especially in times like these you know i agree I want to ask the legend, Cameron Black, what he thinks about traffic. He's been very quiet. He looks very, like, uh, you know, content here listening to our trout conversation. <laughs> no, I, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I was just thinking, like, shoot, like, this springtime, the last time I went on, like, a dedicated trout trip, went fly fishing down the had a ball. Yeah, dude, like, why not? Ball, right? catching small trout. And, and just, awesome. like, like you said, just very engaging, very, like, once you're there, you're not thinking about other things. You're just trying to catch up. Nine inch trout. <laughs> yeah. And well, I was trying to catch bigger ones, but they were they didn't want anything I was doing. <laughs> right, right. But they're yeah. smarter than that. Well, so they're smart fish. My favorite yeah. Cameron trout memory was when he had his daughter out and we were running <laughs> down riggers in ten foot of water and hooking these trout bigger than we thought existed in this roadside lake and watching yeah. Paisley reel. <laughs> and That's awesome, dude. Butt whooped. It was cool. That is awesome, that was, though. Yeah, freaking out the whole <laughs> time. You put fishing rods in there? Oh, yeah. They, yeah, she experienced I opened the rod locker, and she's like, you put fishing rods? And she freaked <laughs> out. Like, I always like, wondered. I was like, yeah, I guess if you're four, that's what that's what no. you do. <laughs> no. With the trout, yeah, fishing rods in there. Yeah, no, it's fun, man. I mean, um, I think all fishing is fun, but the trout thing, you know, it's just one of those. I don't know, man. All, all the trout, like you catch a bluegill, and they're pretty much the same. A crappie, pretty much the same, you know. But like trout, they're all their spots are different. Their specks are different. Their stripes are different. Their gills are different. Their tails are different, right? Like I mean, from a planted trout to a wild trout to a brook trout to, you know, all these different kinds of trout, you know. Um, it's just it's just such a unique thing, right? Like, and each one is just kind of special in its own right. Similar to like a steelhead. I mean, they all have different markings. If you actually pay attention, so they just kill it, mm. you know. So I think that's the cool thing about trout is they're just it's just a unique, unique, unique fish in its right. And uh, play chess with Mother Nature and win no matter at what levels. It's mm -hmm. cool. So, on the theory of uniqueness, do you guys have anything new coming out for trout? Obviously, the ah. rooster tail is best selling trout lure maybe ever. Yeah, um, I know. I use the hell out of them. Yeah, the world does. Is there anything sure. on the docket here that people might get to use coming up in the summer? So yeah, man, we we got some uh, a new lure in the category of trout and kokanee that is something that I guarantee you you've never seen before, right? Like you know, in the history of lures, like it's pretty cool to have something unique in that yeah. category that no one's ever seen, <laughs> like no one's ever done. Gotta have it. People may have thought about it, but no one's ever thought it would be like to that level. But the way we have it set up and the components we have on it, the way it's going to be marketed, it's, it's going to be a pretty big deal, bro. Like it's, and, and it's super, super fishy, like super, super, like stupid fishy, like not funny. And there's only about maybe five people that know about it. Mr. Sam Baird, he, he, I'll take, I'll give Sammy most of the credit, right? Like Sammy and I, he's such a cool cat, bro. He's like my little brother that I bail out of jail once a week. And, um, <laughs> He's just a good dude, but the guy is super sharp when it comes to fishing, right? And he had this idea, and so we worked together on it, and he put it together, man, and he shared it with a few of his very close friends, and it's it's really nuts, bro. Like what it what it what it's done, and like what I've seen from it, you know. And I, I do this for a living, you know, every day, right? Like I hear lure stories all the time, but 
it's pretty unique in this part of the world in this way, in this fashion, and with the techniques that are around and about now, right, to relate to that. It's just, uh, it's really, really cool, dude. And I can't wait to, like, kick it out and get it out. We've got all the homework done on it. We've got all the specs done on it. I've literally got the hooks, and everything's done, right? It's just a matter of us getting caught up from normal production to be able to distribute something new and just and distribute it in a um, marketable and timely fashion. Yeah, in a successful yeah. way. And plus, you know, you want to get photos and you want to get all this stuff done and, you know, you, know, you got to write some stuff about it and you want to do videos on it. And, you know, I think sharing part of the R&D process on how we get to this point is cool because mm-hmm. you don't see that, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so... A long and grueling of a process. Yeah, it is a grueling process because you want to make sure it's right, right? Everybody likes the drama. This is definitely a drama-filled drama filled thing and designing a product. Oh, dude. A lot of angry emails and... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and people are like, you know, dude, I got a million-dollar idea. I'm like, really? Do you know what's going to cost me 150000 to get one in a package? As if you thought about that at this point, yeah. <laughs> one hundred fifty grand to get one in a package, and that's before I sell any there, homie. Yeah. So, you know, it is a process, but, you know, I mean, from my standpoint, I've been doing this for 10 years, and so I've seen a lot of things in, throughout the industry, not just my products, but this one, dude, is... It's going to be a game changer, especially in the coconut world. But it's it's cool. It's really, really cool, dude. Mm. And I don't get super excited about stuff much often. I was excited about the spin fish. That was super cool because I had something in that category. But the more I fish it, the more I hear about it, dude. It's really fishy. It's super cool and super easy. And this thing here is just right up there with it. Nice. Time frame. So my goal is July 2023. I got two new products coming out in July 23 that are gay, that are pretty much game changers, bro. So my good buddy Shane Maggs and I stopped by our mold maker today. Um, Shane designed a new lure, and it is super cool, dude. It's super fishy, and it's a salmon trout steelhead kokanee or a salmon kokanee uh, lure, but it's definitely, dude. That's one that's up there that's that's different, and unique. Like it's always something. Yeah, and I've had, dude. I've got like six or eight pages of stuff on my docket at work of new items I can come out with, like, that are legit, but I just don't have time. Time, production capacity, testing capacity, and then yeah. seasonality, too, you guys, too, because, like, like yeah. like, just like with what we do with our products, I mean, you just got to have the seasons to, like, test it, and then generally by the time, I mean, you can't just launch, design, or you can't just design, no. you know, test, get get prototypes, test it out, get marketing material, like, generally in one season. No. It just doesn't happen. That's why when you said July 2023, I was like, mm, not surprised, because yeah. it's just, it, it is a long, arduous process, and, you know, even, we've even experienced a lot of that, too, just even with some of the stuff that we do that's not even, like, molded, and just some of, I would say, simpler products yeah. would be... Uh, yeah, it's it's a challenge. But you want to do it right when it comes out, right? Yep. And, like, you know, we've got 20, yep. I think 22,000 SKUs. 22,000. That's what Yakima Bait has, right? And so I'm in the process right now of analyzing the last six to eight years' sales um, each year in each color and each product in each size. So just to give you a little rundown, like, say, spinning glows, there's, I think, 212 colors of spinning glows in 10 sizes, bro. So that's 2,200 items. That's fast. Now, Uh those 2,200 items have three packs, 12 packs, six packs, 12 (laughs) packs, 25 packs, and 100 packs. So immediately right there is 10,000 SKUs just in those that I have to review. But that's what I'm looking to do because I don't, I don't want these products on the markets that aren't catching fish, right? Like I want, I want, I want stuff on the market that is a selling and B catching fish. And you know, the consumers catching tell us that by that sale. Well, yeah, I was going to say yeah, like, right. yeah. stuff, stuff that you, and we see it all the time, like stuff that comes out and it's like a flash in the pan. It's like the hottest thing. And then once people try it, like if it's not, if it's not legit, like it quickly gets like sidelined yeah like, bro i mean i can yeah. think i can even i don't i'm not gonna say them but i, I can think of a couple products that sure out in the last few years that like came out and everyone went whoa and then everyone tried and went mm, pass and now yep. i see them sitting on the shelves all the time 
Well, I've got products in my lineup right now that were, you know, in the eighties and nineties top selling in the country, right? Like, you know, doing hundreds of thousand dollars with the business that now do $5,000 a year. Yeah. I mean, I guess everything's evolving and, and, but you know, then, then you see like the older, some of the, we'll call the older antiquated like products also like come back too because they work. But I was talking about products that were definitely like hurried out in the launch oh, yeah. and that didn't do what they, they, didn't they do kind one, of portrayed you know. to do. And they didn't get, they don't even get that 30, 40 year longevity thing. Like no. where they did good at one point, they're just no. not doing good. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and you that costs those companies a lot of money. It costs them a lot of money. And you know, the hardest part about that is so many people jump the gun because they're so excited to get it out and they don't yep. do the homework. And Buzz, Buzz told me one thing all the time when we were doing R&D. He's like, we'd be doing this for literally six to eight months. And I'm like, we're so close to being done. This is so badass. And he would turn to me and look and go, okay, Jared, it's time to start over and reconfirm what we think we've learned. And I was like, what? And he's like, we need to do this all again just to make sure. <laughs> and sure, we did. But yeah. I learned you more about a plug and a flasher and how things work and how to design a product and how to really dive deep into it. Because everybody has these passions or whatever that they dive into that are just unique and different, right? And you go further than anybody else does, right? And so he kind of opened my mind to the way that should be done. And so I'm trying to take care of what he kind of set me up for and left me to make sure that when I bring a product to market, right? Like, you know, I mean, he's kind of my mentor and I want to make him proud too, right? You know I mean? That's that's something that, you know, you look for as a goal, right? I want to make him proud when I come out with something to where he's like, that's awesome, dude. Good job. You know, hit the nail on the head. Well, yeah. you're also a fishy dude, and that also helps too. You got fishermen that are actually designing products for fishermen. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, and I mean, you guys all know I put in the time, and my son puts in the time. And the cool thing is, man, he tells me all sorts of stuff all the time. I'll be thinking and so focused, right? And he'll be like, Dad, he goes, Why don't you just switch out the weights and, you know, maybe add, add, add some leader or shorten your leader length, you know, and we'll get a different presentation. I'm like, That's actually a good idea, son. I mean, just simple things that you, you know, you get so focused and dialed, right? And so, um, and having him as a sounding board and the fact that he's been around me doing this my whole life, right? Like it's kind of nice because I actually respect his opinion. So it's nice having that to bounce off of and guys like Shane or yourselves or whoever, right? That I respect as a fisherman and, um, you know, I can send something to him and you can give me a, dude, this sucks or bro, this is money or you should add this here or if it ran faster or maybe a smaller hook or, you know, I mean, those types of things is that's what we all do, dude. We're all fishermen. We want the best products for everybody out there. That's why we're here teaching. So, yeah, you got to commit to it. You got to commit to it. Yeah. The last, last two seasons we've spent something. You know, we, we've, we've been playing with salmon hooks, like bead hooks, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, it Those took are great. two seasons to get that it right. Does. And now that it's right, and I can confidently say that that hook, like, I get more messages from great. guys that I would not think that I'd get messages from. They're like, you know what? That bead hook nail. It, but it took two full seasons before it, like, came out. And I think we're right now on the cusp of a of a hook that I committed, like, our whole guide season um, out in the ocean for, for coho. Sure. For, for bait. And then, actually, now this whole spring season, and I'm just... I lost three fish on the line this year, mm-hmm. like three on barbless hooks. The whole se- on barbless yeah, hooks, right. like I'm so impressed with these hooks now. Like if basically if <laughs> if we don't make it, I'm gonna find someone to make them for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's what it takes. You know, but it's like, but I've spent two seasons, you know, like you spend that amount of time and that amount of commitment to just be like, well, this is either gonna work or I'm gonna look like an idiot. <laughs> well, but that's what it <laughs> takes. Lose man. a lot of fish figuring this out. You you nailed it. You know, it takes that effort. And you know, like when I design a product, I mean, say if I'm designing a spinner, everything from the hook to the clevis to the bearing bead to the washer, to the body, to the beads, to the blade, um, to the wire. Thickness of the blade. The thickness of the blade. It, every Everything, right? Like, I look at all of those things to make sure, in my mind, that I know I will grab this out of a package off the shelf and fish it confidently. And that's what I look for. And, um, you know, I mean, like any manufacturer, you know, you have struggles. Things, things people go out of business or this stuff happens or something breaks down or blah, 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 blah. And you can't make this one or it doesn't make right. And you don't realize it until you've sold a thousand of them type thing, right? Like, 
And that happens. And um, that's manufacturing, right? Like, and, But we learn. You know, one thing, I, I, I never take a customer's complaint as a negative. I take it as a positive, as a teaching experience and a learning experience to, for me to be better at my job. It's just like my guides, even pro staff guys, if they call me and say, I'm, you know, I'm fishing competitor X's product today, dude, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't care, man. I'm like, that's my fault, not yours. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, your job is to put fish in the boat for your clients. That's your job. You did that today. You did your job. If you, you're not fishing something that I designed, then I'm not doing my job. So I need Makes to do sense. my job better, right? So that drives me, right? Because I respect for all you guys and, you know, a lot of other anglers out there just like yourselves that are guides or pro staff or just really fishy dudes. And so, you know, I mean, I take that to heart because, like I said, I want to make sure that when you guys put something on the end of a line, you guys or just a standard, you know, just a consumer from Walmart or whatever, that they're getting the best quality product that Yakima Bait could put out. Well, Jared, we thank you so much for that because ultimately, like, I can tell you, like, <laughs> I've used a lot of your uh, products uh, to kill a lot of fish over the years. Yeah. So thanks for coming in and shedding some light on that, for guys. Sure. And before we go, guys, just remember, April 10th is the spring drop. There's a ton of new products, hats, T-shirts. There, uh, there's some new micro worms coming out that you need to check out coming up for the, especially for this. this Isn't there like fishing. 52 different hat designs? Something like that. If you said if you there said you didn't many. like any of our hat designs, you better check yeah, out this drop. Back on and check <laughs> it out. So and many. hey, Marlon, if you want me to wear any addicted stuff, a three X tall would be great because if I wear a one X, <laughs> I'm going to look like Lance Armstrong and Chris Farley had a baby and put me in spandex. So give me a three X <laughs> tall, Tommy buddy. Tommy want addicted sweatshirt. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Jared, for coming yes. in. Spring drop April 10th. We'll see yeah, you on the next one, guys. Thanks, I appreciate it. Later, guys.